Hello, welcome to turning a moment into a movement. I am your host, Jay Love. And um, if this is your first time joining in, welcome. And if you always join us, welcome back. I'm happy that you're here with me today. I also want you to know that I represent the Justice for Gerard movement. Gerard is my son. And I created that movement because Gerard was wrongfully convicted of a crime that he didn't do. Not only did he didn't do it, he didn't participate in any kind of way. He was just an innocent person who ended up going to prison for this. He was sentenced, convicted, and served time in the Michigan Department of Corrections for this crime. So, and because of that, I created the Turning a Moment into a Movement as well because I wanted to educate um, people about wrongful convictions. Because on this journey with Gerard, I met so many other mothers and so many other families and loved ones who had a person in their life that was wrongfully convicted. And their stories were similar some people are in prison five, 10 years by the time I met them, some 20, 30 years, 40 years, wrongfully convicted of crimes that they didn't do. And I want you to know that people go to prison for the innocent. And then I know that people are going to say, because they said it to me, people always say they didn't do it. You're his mom, of course, you're going to say you didn't do it. Uh, what else people used to say to me? Oh, they got, you know, how can they get it wrong? But they get it wrong. And they are innocent people in prison. And so because of my love for Gerard, I was just determined to fight for him. Um, I sat and watched in real time how it happened. And it was traumatic. It was traumatic to watch it happen. It was traumatic for our family. It was devastating for us to see how this innocent guy can go to prison and how people lie and how corrupt they are in this system and how it happens so much is not even a thing. And so I made a choice to just stand up. And so, and that's how change happens is because a person make a choice. It's not because somebody, some system say, hey, we need to change. Because the system has been operating in this way for a very long time. And so it's the people who make the change. And it's us and it's you and it's me that we, we say like, hey, I'm not going to just sit around and just take this. I'm not going to just sit around and be quiet. I'm going to do what I can do to impact change. So that's what I did. I, I began this journey to help uh, initiate change and, and educate and motivate, and that inspired this show. So before I go into uh, a little bit about Gerard, I also wanted to talk about or announce that Gerard passed away. He passed away June the 4th. 2022 and that was I thought that I was devastated when he wrongfully went to prison but 
him passing away has been extremely hard and heavy and devastating for me and for my family and even for those who have been on this journey with me from the beginning to now. So I I wanted to announce that too, uh, turning in a moment into a movement listeners for those who didn't know. And I wanted to come because this is like the 100th day of, or a little over, or close to 100th day of being without Gerard. And he has been so on my mind these last few days, heavier. Not that he's not on my mind, he's on my mind every day, but much more lately. And I felt the need that I need to talk about him, that I need to let you guys in on a little bit about who he was and how he operated. He was a very smart guy. I mean, Gerard loved to read. He loved education. He loved to read books. He was an avid reader. Anything I would bring in, he would read before me. He was always educating himself. He also was extremely introverted, extremely introverted. And he suffered from social anxiety disorder. And I remember the day he came to me and said uh, he took a test online. Because we noticed that he was shaking a lot for no apparent reason he would be shaking. So he took this uh, test online and he said, Ma, I'm suffering from social anxiety disorder. So I said, okay, we're going to go to the doctor. And we immediately, I made it. That same day, I made an appointment, and within the next day or so, we were at the doctor. The doctor agreed, and we um, he started seeing therapy, and he took medicine. And through that, he also suffered with extreme um, chronic uh, Crohn's disease. And the Crohn's disease was horrible on him as a teenager. He missed a lot of school because he was sick all the time. Um, they had to give him infusions. He had to constantly take this medicine um, that was a three-hour process, over three-hour process for him. And it kept him tired and kept him drained, but he was still persistent of, you know, living his life as normal as possible with these issues that he had. So, you know, at the high school, um, he decided that the the anxiety medicine was just too much. It made him feel too weird outside of his body, so he stopped taking it. And he kept a close circle, a tight circle of people. Now, for those who don't know what social anxiety disorder is, it's a mental condition when the person feels like they're always being judged and people are always, they're worried about being humiliated they don't talk to strangers. It's hard for them to communicate with people that they don't know. And because of this social anxiety thing that he suffered from, he would shake and sweat a lot and tremor when he's around in unfamiliar, unfamiliar spaces and unfamiliar places. So I remember, you know, like when I used to go down to Hearing for a Healthcare System, that's what he had been, treat, been treated with for the last 10, 12 years. They knew him. They knew he was a quiet person. He didn't really talk, but they were awesome to him. 
So uh, I'm not telling you all this stuff to, you know, to talk to about him as a victim. But I wanted to talk to you about even through all of these things that he went through, he still wanted to stand up for himself in this um, against this criminal justice system that impact people um, who are most vulnerable. Those people who are uh, vulnerable due to illness or due to poverty, they are the ones that are most impacted by incarceration and wrongful conviction. And if you go and look at the exonerated exonerations, you will see that black people are the most impacted. And I know, guys, a lot of you guys don't want to hear about race because, you know, so many people are wrongfully convicted across the spectrum. But we have to be honest with ourselves. The system mastered how to wrongfully convict people because they did it so often and so um, much to black people that it spilled over into other areas. They master it. And so if you don't be real with yourself, if we don't talk about how it was birthed and how it happened, we can't get to the truth or how we need to help end it. But it does impact everyone. And that's why, you know, we talk about it with everyone. But it came about because of wrongful convictions to um, how Black people were treated and how um, slavery ended. And that's where it was really birthed. However, we're going to talk about more about Gerard. Um, he wasn't exonerated. And there are a lot of people who are not exonerated. The exoneration numbers are small compared to the people who are impacted by wrongful convictions. I think only 3,000 people since 1989, I think, when it first really started going with the exonerating people who have been wrongfully convicted. So those numbers are small. And actually, Michigan has been on the list second and third for the last few years of those exonerated. So these are our uh, crimes or wrongful conviction cases have are being looked at, but there are so many people suffering in, within the system because of systemic mindset and biases. So that's why turning a moment in a, in a, to a movement is here because we talk about these things on Fridays at six o'clock because we want to educate and we want to motivate. And, you know, like I said, change happens because you change, because the way you feel change, um, thoughts about things that's going on, that change. And that change make you get up and do something. We can't keep waiting on people to come and save us. We have to save ourselves. You know, a, a wrongful conviction almost happened to myself. And that's why I knew when I was talking to Gerard and he told me what happened to him. I knew it could happen. It almost happened to me. I would, I, I never forget it. I was in Dearborn. I was at, this is how long ago it was, it was Circuit City. I went in Circuit City to pick up a CD, and I turned around, and that's, somebody tapped me on my shoulder, and as I turned around, it was Dearborn police with guns in my face. 
I was like shocked and scared and what is going on. And I was being accused of pulling a knife on a woman in another store. And so the police was like, you know, for to me, that you need to uh, tell us that you did it and it's going to go easy on you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Did what? Because this lady, when she comes back, she's going to say you did it and you're going to go to jail. And I'm thinking I didn't do anything. I was being wrongfully accused of pulling a knife on a lady that I never met. I just got off the freeway and pulled up at a store. So once the lady did pull up with the officers and she said, no, the officer said, he didn't say, I'm sorry, we made a mistake or nothing. He just said, well, wouldn't you want us to do this if this was you? And I said immediately, no, no. And that that moment and that trauma in that moment lived with me for even to this day. And so I knew how horrific I felt and I knew immediately what my son was going through. So it was a no brainer for me to fight for him. But even in, even through that, um, and through the wrongful convictions and how we went through to try to, we advocated for him, had people write letters for him. Even during the sentencing, the judge was like, well, this doesn't even sound, all these letters and everything doesn't even sound like the person that was that was convicted of the crime. We, and I'm thinking, because it is not the person, judge. But even in that, and she said that, so I'm sure it's on the record. Um, even with that, they still sent him to um, Jackson Prison, where the health care sucked. And before I can advocate for him, um, for his innocence, I had to advocate for health care. And they lost his records, and we were fighting for that. And through that, it was discovered that things that they wasn't doing or they were doing inappropriately to others. And so that um, initiated some change in their process at the prison. So um, to as we advocated for Gerard, because they were doing already doing crap that nobody was even looking into. So we uncovered those things. And um, eventually, um, as we fought for Gerard to see a specialist because they lost his records and they was treating him with um, Tums and all kinds of crazy stuff, we finally got that to happen for him. And then COVID came and it stopped the whole process all over again. So we had to fight again to get him through COVID, and then he got COVID. And so we had to keep a close eye on that because they were doing crappy stuff with them inside. So I'm saying all of this to say, and I'm coming to you because it's just been over 100 days, like I said before. And, you know, so much about Gerard has been on my mind. But as I think about that, I think about all the others who are still suffering who are still fighting for wrongful convictions, who are still fighting for their family members. So I'm, I'm, I also want to be here for them to tell them to continue to fight, to continue to stand up, to continue to stand with your loved ones. And for those who are not experiencing a wrongful conviction or don't know anyone who's, listen, listen to people. 
educate yourself. Don't let what happened to me happen to you. So educate yourself. Educate your community. Have these conversations with your family. Understand that this could easily be you. It was almost me. It can happen to anyone at any time. There's no criteria for why these things happen. It just happened because of the systemic mindsets and biases and thinking thinking and biases that continue to be in our system today. And then just stand up how you can if you feel passionate about it, if it means writing letters or if it means campaigning or if it means going to a march or a protest or just watching these and sharing these videos with people that you know and love. Stand up, be a voice. Your voice matters. Your life matters. We don't want anyone of any race or color or creed to go to prison for crimes that they didn't do. We want wrongful convictions to stop and it's going to take us to stop it. So I just want to end this and I want to thank those who have um, supported me on this journey. It's not going to stop. It's just taking me a minute. So please give me some grace and some time. But thank you for so supporting me. Thank you for supporting Gerard. Thank you for standing up with us. Thank you for loving us. And I want to say for those who are grieving with us that I'm here. I love you. And um, I'm sending love to you. And I'm praying for you as well as I pray for myself. And I also want you guys to know that we're coming back. Um, we'll be back on Wrongful Conviction Day, which is October the 2nd, 2022. We will be back. We will be talking about the recent Supreme Court Supreme Court ruling. And I'm losing my words. <clears throat> Supreme Court ruling about um, wrongful convictions that your innocence doesn't matter. So we're going to be back and to have that discussion. Um, which is kind of this verdict has been overshadowed by Roe versus Wade. So we really need to bring attention to it. And um, we'll be back on September the 31st to do a tribute show for Gerard. We're going to um, honor him and honor the journey. And we're also going to talk about the trauma of being wrongfully convicted. It's, it's serious. And then on October the 29th, what we're going to talk about that more is um, the Wrongful Conviction Summit. And we're going to join Survivor Speaks um, the wrongful um, for this Wrongful Conviction Summit. And we want you to attend it and just hear from others. And also the whole month of October, actually, we're going to be talking to other families and loved ones who have a loved one that's wrongfully convicted. We want you to hear these stories and we want you to get to know these people that are, are struggling in the same way. And so um, thank you for taking out this time to listening. Um, join the Justice for Gerard movement. We're on, on different platforms. So, and watch the videos. And I thank you for that. 
And until I see you or talk to you again, um, thank you. I love you and I appreciate you. Talk to you soon. To learn more about Gerard, please go to change.org slash justice number four Gerard and you will uh, click on that and you can hear more about Gerard's story. It's a petition that you can share. Please share the petition with others, sign and share um, to view uh, more of the Justice for Gerard movement content. Um, the Turning a Moment into a Movement show, you can go to YouTube slash Justice for Gerard Movement and watch all of the Turning a Moment into um, a Moment into a Movement shows. And you can watch them also on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Justice for Gerard Movement. You can find more uh, information about Gerard there. And all the um, videos, Gerard is um, on the Justice for Gerard movement is also on Instagram, Instagram.com slash the Justice for Gerard movement. Twitter, you can watch um, the videos there at Twitter.com slash Free Gerard. Also, um, you can listen or download on mostly all podcast um, platform turning a moment into a movement where you can listen to almost all of our videos um, on those platforms. Again, thank you for supporting the movement and we'll see you next time. Thank you. If you are interested in um, contacting us, uh, you can email us at turning a moment into a movement at gmail.com. That's turning a moment into a movement at gmail.com. You can contact me, J Love, or if you'd like to request um, to be on the show, send me an email with your information and we will contact you. Thank you so much. <laughs>